Yo, what's up? Welcome to episode seven of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. Uh, the premise of the podcast is very simple. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent records uh, that people submit to us. It's new stuff. Uh, we like to keep it forward-facing, so everything we listen to has been released within the last year. Uh, we check it out, and then we just give our honest appraisal of it. Not a review show. We're not critics. We just like punk and hardcore, uh, so we listen to it, with the main goal being to get new shit out to new people and hopefully have people buy records. Uh, beyond that, we get we put about 10 bands in the queue every episode. We roll a 10-sided dice, and then we usually get through about five or six of them on an episode, um, but we'll shout out all of them so that uh, so that people can check stuff out on their own uh, of their own volition, even if we don't get around to it. So... <clears throat> to start off the episode, I'm going to go ahead and read through everybody that we have in the queue today. First up, we've got Judy and the Jerks with their record Music for Donuts. Uh, they're from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So before even listening to that, shout out to them for being in Mississippi and playing in a band. Uh, my mom is from Mississippi. I spent a lot of time in Mississippi as a kid. Not a lot popping down there culturally, I must say. So I have this 7-inch Oh, and you I, do? I have the compilation LP they just put out. Oh, no shit. This is like really, I like it. It's good, weirdo, jangly, hardcore. Oh, okay, cool. They, they're kind of getting a name for themselves. Yeah, sweet. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, I think they, I don't think they self-submitted it. I think maybe one of their homies submitted it, so I'm stoked to hear that. Uh, then we have the band Lifes, who I've seen a bunch of people posting about. I haven't checked it out. Um, I think it's, I think it's like grind, kind of heavy grindy stuff, like more of maybe on the rotten sound life. end of grind. Yeah. Yeah. I have some life seven inch too. Do you? They yeah. played at the house, I think. That, that sounds right. Mm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So Nathan used to run a, a local house venue for many years and, uh, and we had a shit ton of fucking bands to do there. And that, that does sound really familiar. Either they played there or somebody had a bunch of their shit in their fucking distro, but I, don't see how I would end up with it if they didn't play there. I feel like they played there with Disconnected. Maybe. Uh, Will's Will's old band. Maybe. So, I don't know. Um, like I said, a bunch of people I've seen post about it. I haven't checked it out yet. Then we have The Lives We Fear with the record Joy Has Been Corrupted. Um, I'm pretty sure I had this. I'm pretty sure this is a, a, yeah, this is a solo project from Montreal, Quebec. In the email, the dude described himself his this band this project as amazing core which we talked about in a previous episode that's generally used as a pejorative i think that's the first time i've ever seen somebody self-describe something that they do as amazing core they're taking they're taking the term for themselves they're, they're taking, empowering it they're taking it back that's yeah. right okay fair enough um then we've got low end um with their release summer blues these guys are from Milwaukee, and I've seen them on a bunch of flyers recently with homies bands and stuff. Haven't checked it out yet. Then we've got Flames of Betrayal with uh, Futility of Hope. Um, I have the the description in this is death metal, Gothenburg, black metal, um, but the record cover looks a little bit more metal corey. Um, so we'll you know we'll be the judge of that. I can get down with some Gothenburg riffs sometimes, but I actually just had this conversation the other day. I almost never like At The Gates riffs unless they're delivered by At The Gates. Yep, that's a fair statement. Yeah. Um, I think actually this is this band in the email they sent me described themselves as like being influenced by like prayer for cleansing and shit, which if that's the case, that's cool. I can get down with that. Um, then we have Hymns of Blasphemy with the record Psalms of Suffering. Um, self-described as metalcore, 
uh, they submitted this to me just actually just a little bit ago, a few hours ago. They wanted to know if they got in uh, for the deadline, and they did indeed. Then we have got uh, Heartbreak Etc. from California. Um, this is a split with another band called Aveline Wallflower. Um, tags include pop punk, emo scrams, twinkle emo, so uh, mm, we could like it, but probably not. Then we have got broken. Uh, we've got bad looks <coughs> with, I believe, a self-titled EP. Yep, a self-titled EP. Uh, I know nothing about this band whatsoever, but they submitted via the email. Tagged punk garage, post punk. Uh, I believe they're from LA. Yep, LA. Then we have got Mystery Girl with their Heartbreaker EP. Um, if you listen to last week's episode, the band that we fucked with most on it was a band called Wet Specimens, and an internet homie of mine named Eric Pressman is in that band. Um, and holy shit, that stuff was really, really fucking good. This is another band of his. Um, this is, I think he described it as, as uh, airing more on the pop, uh, the power pop side of things. Then we have got Moral Theory with True Identity. Um, this is one we had in the queue last week and was one of the earliest submissions, so I'm hoping that we get around to this one. Um, it was it was something somebody submitted to me early, like on the, on Instagram, and then resubmitted to me later once we opened up the emails. Um, I think this is uh, sort of like heavy '90s inspired metallic hardcore. So that's everything we got in the queue for today. Um, you want to go ahead and just get straight into it? You got anything to address up top? Are we good to go? No, I think we're good. Let's All get right. right into it. Cool. Nine. Okay. Nine is Mystery Girl, uh, their Heartbreaker EP. The Bandcamp is mysterygirl518.bandcamp.com. Um, Nate, when you take a look, <clears throat> when you take a look at the cover, I want you to, I want you to tell tell me what that evokes to you, what you uh, what you think of immediately, if anything, when you see it, because the cover of this EP, the cover of this EP, because when I saw it, I immediately immediately thought of something very specific. Mm, okay, what are you thinking of? Well, <clears throat> when I, if, if, if somebody just showed this to me and I caught it in my periphery, I would think that this is an Exploding Hearts record immediately. Okay. I mean, the script, yeah. there's a dude with, the, with that very specific style of haircut with a leather jacket and a skinny tie. If this is in the vein of Exploding Hearts, I will probably get behind it because I, I do really love that... that uh, subsect of sort of punk-infused power pop shit. So there's only two songs on the record, um, Heartbreaker and Salted Slug. Do we just want to listen to the title track? Sure. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to the title track off of the Heartbreaker EP by Mystery Girl, and then we will get back to you momentarily. Yeah. 
All right, that was Heartbreaker by Mystery Girl off the EP of the same name. Nate, take it away, baby. I'm down with that. Hell yeah. Uh, I said to you when they was playing, it reminds me, I mean, this is heavily in the fucking, like, Temple of the Ramones. Mm -hmm. Ramones, Cheap Trick, Early J Retard, in that order. Right. You know, I mean, you can clearly hear those influences in there. Mm -hmm. This is is the, uh, I know you're a vegan, Mm -hmm. and I'm not. Right. This is the chicken tikka masala of music. Okay. Like, I've long held that if you don't like, I, I don't care what your tolerance is for, like, spiciness per se, but if you mm-hmm. don't like chicken tikka masala, you just don't like food. Right. If you don't like this, you just don't like guitar-based music. I think that's a fair assessment, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing not to like about this. Right. And you can front all you want in your fucking hoodies with your fucking... Grumble goof, get goof face, and you and you're pissed off, fucking, you know, you you pissed off attitude. You confront that as much as you want in your music, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what do you want to hear more? Something like that, or just a bunch of fucking bros talking about how pissed off they are? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a formula that, if it's performed by competent musicians with the 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 right influences in in mind, it's it's really hard to fuck up. It is. It's really hard to fuck up. Uh, that said, <clears throat> this is also a genre that toes a, a delicate line, like a few other things we've discussed in this. And we had a, we had a discussion about this around this time, or I think maybe around this time last year, when we, you and I went up uh, for that four-day trek up into Canada yeah. when I was playing some shows. Um, we were listening to a local college station, and we had a band that almost sounded like this, and both of us were kind of listening to it, heads cocked, and we're like, man, this oh, sounds yep. really close to something that... I want to like. I want to like that. I should like, but there's something about it that just rings as false. As I as I recall, mm-hmm. the stuff that we were listening to was too self pitying. Perhaps, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there's songs and you know there's there's loads of songs that sound like what we just listened to and in that power pop sort of thing that have a little bit of woe is me because my ba- my girl left me or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? But they don't self pity. It's theatrical. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like watching a it's 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 like um, dramatic in like a John Waters fucking way. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. There's a there, there's always a bit of a fucking side eye to it. Right. And a bit of sarcasm to it. And it's either that or maybe it was like too self serious or too serious about a particular thing because this sort of stuff too. It it you, you're not gonna write generally speaking like about heavy things right. or about like actual things sure if, unless it's just dripping with sarcasm right right but I think that was maybe the problem because I I do remember having that conversation I don't remember what the fuck we were listening to yeah but yeah that that you're right I think it's also one of those things where it's like the pedigree of the band members matters somewhat you know what I mean like in the sense that I was actually just thinking about this earlier today it, punks make the best music in every genre they go on to be in and play in, right? Like, <clears throat> every first wave indie rock band, we've talked about this before privately, but every first wave indie rock band, for the most part, consists of, like, punk and hardcore dudes. Right. Dinosaur Jr., mm-hmm. we're in fucking Deep Wound. Who's right. Do started as a hardcore band. Fugazi. Fugazi. I mean, and the list goes fucking on and on. You know, Sebado that came out of D Jr. and shit. All, all of these bands came from punk and hardcore and and the early college rock the ethos was still rooted very deeply in punk and hardcore Mm -hmm. even though it was sonically divergent so like i think when you have like 
people who genuinely come from a long tradition of punk and hardcore and have played in those in bands of that genre for a long time and they go on to do other things it's always my favorite shit they always excel at it in my experience for the most part yeah. you know what i mean yeah um so yeah but back to this band specifically it was awesome i fucking loved it as nate said it's really hard to go wrong with this if you don't like this kind of stuff i genuinely question what's wrong with your ears there's nothing not to like it's evocative of like early dbs and other awesome just classic 80s power pop like that um shit fucking rules i was expecting it to rule with wet specimens being as good as it was it would be hard for me to believe that this dude would be in another band that just fucking sucked see we don't know this dude he might be a total shit he just happens to be in two bands that we like, so let's not fan his balls so much. No, no, I'm I'm just, <laughs> I'm not fanning his balls. I'm saying with as good as Wet Specimens was, right. it would be hard for me to believe simply based on the quality. Of, I don't know this dude. Right. You know what I mean? Other than the brief conversations I've right. had with him. Seems like a nice dude. I don't fucking know. Right. I'm just saying based on the quality of Wet Specimens, it would be hard for me to imagine that he'd be in another band that just straight up sucked dick. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's all I'm saying. And indeed, this does not suck dick. Um, I believe that this is on a 7-inch. Let me double-check. Yeah, this is on a 7-inch. So if you fuck with this, uh, you can order it off their band camp. I highly suggest you do so. <clears throat> and before we get to the next band, actually on the topic of 7-inches, uh, shout-out to the bands that have sent us records and stuff. Uh, Gary Robertson Community sent us an uh, LP. Um, we got the Saren and Vegas split. Um, what what else did we get? We got these controlled. Oh yeah, we got the controlled substance the controlled inches. substance seven inch. Um, if you want to send us physical stuff, like I said, you're more than welcome to. Not begging you to, but we're we're fully amenable to it. We both collect uh, records pretty fanatically and tapes. Pretty much any physical media you can send us, we're into it. So unless it's the CDR, yeah, something. right. Then keep that shit. Keep that shit. Yeah, actually, just throw it in the trash. Yeah, nobody wants that. Um, all right, sick mystery girl. Uh, fucking rules. I would. I would love to hear more from that. Let's uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Six. Okay. All right. This is Hymns of Blasphemy with Psalms of Suffering. Uh, the uh, Bandcamp is hymnsofblasphemy.bandcamp.com. This is the band that uh, got in right right uh, before the cutoff. As if there's a hard cutoff. They just they submitted it before we started recording today, mm. basically. Um, Three-song EP, it looks like. Uh, <laughs> not sure if there's a physical of this. It doesn't. If there is, it's not for sale on here. Like I said, self-described as metalcore when they messaged me. Um, let's see. Do we want to go? Do we want to go with the shortest song, which is the second song in here, Serpents, or do we want to go with one of the other two? Why don't we split the difference and go with Anguish? Okay. So anguish is the closer on this record. We'll find out. Maybe they cl maybe they go out in a high note. Maybe they don't. If we need to, we can check out Serpents. For sure. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to Anguish by Hymns of Blasphemy off of their release, Psalms of Suffering. And we will uh, see you in a few minutes. Thank you. 
All right, so we went ahead and just decided to listen to two songs back-to-back from Hymns of Blasphemy. Uh, We listened to Anguish first, and then the second track we heard was Serpents, both off of their Psalms of Suffering release, which I believe is a demo. This is their only release. So, um, Nate, how'd you feel about that? It's an aptly named demo. (laughs) This sounds like a band that is trying to figure out what the fuck they want to do. Did you say it was metalcore? That's what they self-identified as. This sounds like poorly played Doom. Yes, it does. Um, uninteresting, poorly played Doom. Right. Uh, it is not metalcore. No. Maybe they're wearing metalcore shirts. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Different thing. Maybe they're playing metalcore guitars, like seven-string guitars or something. What do metalcore bands play these days? Pointy Ibanezes. I yeah, don't know. Pointy is, that, is that a thing of the past? I don't, I don't know. know. But um, that is not metalcore. Right. That is badly played Doom mm-hmm. and Doom either relies on being extremely heavy and obtuse right, or being very riff oriented and like you want to fucking just chill and listen to it and sink into it right. all I wanted to do was get away from that and we thought well maybe they pick it up maybe the fucking last track Anguish is like they're just kind of trying to go out on a dour note mm-hmm. hence the name right. but um no, so we tried to play the other song, the second song, Serpents, Serpents thinking, yeah. okay, maybe this is maybe this is the metalcore. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? No. Just sounded like anguish. Um, it sounded like a psalm of suffering. <laughs> it uh, sucked. This is the kind of shit that you would see. Like, I mean, they, they're, they're, it's a demo, right? Right. Dudes are fucking figuring it out, and sure. I'm not gonna like, hey guys fucking throw in the towel right fuck right. it right that's not what i'm saying i'm saying yeah. like this this shit needs work yeah yeah because this is not metalcore this is badly played doom mm-hmm. it is boring this is the kind of shit that the band opens up for you know fucking mdc and <laughs> dave dichter can't even fucking like get up out of the fucking back of the van they haven't they haven't rolled his corpse out from the carpet yet <laughs> and they're fucking opening up for mdc uh-huh. in myrtle beach right and they're playing to fucking 10 people because the door just opened and everybody's outside vaping <laughs> okay right yeah not good yeah, no, this ain't it. Um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and add the caveat that we kind of we generally add with things, which is, yo, know, if you're 17 years old and this is your first band, cool. You know what I mean? This ain't it. You need to go back to the drawing board, regardless of the fact that you're 17. Um, hypothetically, you sent this in because you know what the show's about and you expected honest uh, critique and feedback on it, and you're gonna get it. This did indeed suck. Um, I don't hold that against you personally. You know what I mean. Also, Nate, watch out uh, eating your food on there because uh, these mics do pick up pick up just about I'm sorry, everything. I'm just such a hungry boy. <laughs> um, have I mentioned that I have 300 pounds of muscle mass to maintain, <laughs> and I haven't eaten a damn thing since 10 o'clock this morning? Yeah, you got to cultivate that figure. Fuck. Oh, uh, I'm not mad at you. I'm just warning you. No, that I'm just saying. Bl- I know. Blue Yetis are notoriously sensitive. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I don't doubt that you guys were aiming for metalcore. But you didn't arrive there. Uh, Nate said this is poorly played Doom. I think this landed on poorly played Doom because it was really, really poorly played metalcore, right? It's one of those things that fell so far outside of what it was aiming for that it landed closer to something else but still wasn't good at that either. Right. Um, I could hear... I, I don't know if you're drawing from 
OG metalcore on the more chaotic end of things. I don't know if you listen to Dead Guy and, and that type of shit and I coalesce. I highly doubt it. I, w- I don't necessarily doubt it. You know what I mean? I don't fucking know these kids. Right. Um, th- since this, the only reason I say that is because there were no like breakdowns in this, right? Like it wasn't metallic. Right. Um, and bands like Dead Guy are incredibly abrasive. I mean, they have hard ass fucking breakdowns, don't get me wrong, but they're not a mosh metal band, right? They rely on like chaotic, dissonant chords and shit mm-hmm. like that. And this wasn't that because it wasn't well executed at all but if it is indeed drawing from metalcore that's the only sort of stuff i could see it drawing from because it's not it doesn't sound like any sort of like mid to late 90s mosh metalcore shit at all i don't know it's been a while since i listened to metalcore maybe that's the new shit it's not i i can assure you it's not the new shit okay i mean we listen to seventh seal that's modern metalcore that's true and that that ain't this you know what i mean so so yeah guys we don't you know we don't want to go too hard on you or anything um but that you know, just being frank with you, this just definitely is not good. Um, yeah, if you're like I said, if you're young, more power to you. If you're 30, as we always say, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Why why haven't you gotten better? You've right. extensively you've been doing this for a, a fucking minute. But if you're young, if this is your first effort and your first band, more power to you. Keep uh, keep at it. Fucking head back to the drawing board. Keep practicing. Keep working on writing songs together. Um, and you'll get fucking better, you know what I mean? I'm sure if I heard the demos of my first band, I would be uh, deeply, I would feel deep shame about it, I'm sure. So uh, no hard feelings, but, uh, but yeah, this ain't it yet. I, if Whenever you get something else together, send it our way. Unless and... it sucks like this, don't. <laughs> right, unless it sucks like this, then don't send it. Because <laughs> then you'll get double shit on, and who wants that? Right. Right, so... I'm sorry, Hams of Blasphemy. We talked a little bit in, in my Twitter DMs uh, right before I came here to record. Um, you seemed real nice, but the sound of this was not real nice. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice and uh, see what pops up next. Five. Okay. So this is Flames of Betrayal with uh, their release Futility of Hope, flamesofbetrayal.bandcamp.com. I believe that this is the stuff that was described to me as drawing from prayer for cleansing. Um, let me let me go ahead and just let, let me check my email real quick and see if this is the the stuff that I was thinking that it is because I think this was submitted by actually by like a member of the band. Futility um, of Hope is the name of the release. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me double check here. Yeah. F- yeah. Futility of Hope. Um, <clears throat> What uh, what song do you want to listen to off of this? There's five. Well, Futility Hope is a throwaway track. It's 46 seconds right. long. The rest of them are th- at a minimum three minutes. Mm-hmm. So Futility Hope is, um, you know, pointless. Right. Yeah, it's probably an intro track of some sort. Right. Uh, let's go with uh, Petals of Spring Roses. Petals of Spring Roses? Yeah. Okay. Is that, that's the, okay, so that's the third song. Sits right in the middle of the release, mm-hmm. three minutes long. All right, cool. Uh, we got lyrics on here too, so if those suck, we're going we're gonna to cat, catch you on it. Mm-hmm. You, you, can't, uh, you can't slide by. Um, all right, cool. So we're going to listen to Petals of Spring Roses by Flames of Betrayal, and then uh, we'll talk to you in three minutes.
All right, we just heard the song Petals of Spring Roses by the band Flames of Betrayal off of their EP Futility of Hope. Nate? I don't give a shit about that. Hmm. Um, the production could have been a lot heavier and beefier. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like they were trying to recapture that original tinniness of the uh, of Dark Throne, the early Dark Throne releases of their guitars, uh-huh. and uh, put out heavy metalcore with it. Right, and that does not work. That didn't work. That no. was real tinny. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't give a shit about stuff like that. Yeah, and you know, writing poetic lyrics that have a mild, act, like 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 a, like a bit of menace to them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, the lyrics were uh, are just, pretty. I mean, away. like maybe I, I don't have any hotter take than that. It's right. just is boring to me. Mm-hmm. Nothing about that was enjoyable. Um, I thought, I thought the breakdowns were pretty good. Um, I think you should have ended after that last breakdown and not gone back into the discount at the gates riff. I will say that. Oh, that, is this the band with the, the, yeah, they had, had Gothenburg tagged in there. Oh, in there. fuck. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 the, the, no. There's only one band that actually pulls that off. Mm-hmm. Like, can that actually pulls that off where you still want to listen to it 20 fucking years later. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I had somebody ju- on the internet like two days ago describe um, As I Lay Dying as, as having At The Gates riff. And mm. I, I was like, yo, how, how fucking dare you make that comparison? Yeah. Like, no, dude. Yeah, and, and like, from my perspective, I don't even want to listen to new At The Gate songs. Right. I just want to listen to Slaughter the Soul, The Red in the Sky is Ours. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to old stuff. Right. Right. In Flames, a couple, the early the, In Flames, yeah, like first, Horacle and stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah, the first couple records. pretty good, but yep. given the choice, what am I putting on? Slaughter the Fucking Soul. Always, dude. Right? Always. I'm not even listening to the first Haunted record, which I loved when it came out, mm-hmm. because it's fucking, you know, goof shoes now. It's fucking, <laughs> right, it's yeah, fucking yeah. dumb. Yeah. And somehow, for some reason, The Haunted are still playing, I yeah. think. I thought they might be. I'm not sure, actually. You know, but like, yeah, there's only one band that can still pull this off 20 years later, and even they can't fucking pull it off. Right. Yeah. So, so in the in the self description, it said, you know, it's taking from prayer for cleansing, undying. Um, yeah. I mean, I can I can see those reference points for sure, but I don't know that it's necessarily arriving there. I will be honest with you. I used to fucking love Undying and Prayer for Cleansing and that kind of stuff. I had a moment with that. But it has been years since I've revisited that stuff. So maybe this is closer to that than I'm remembering. That's entirely possible. Um, Actually, Nate, for the bonus episode that we're doing, um, I actually brought a Prayer for Cleansing 7-inch with me tonight. So it's kind of fitting that that this came up. But anyway, I digress. Um, Yeah, like, I didn't hate this per se. But as Nate pointed out, the production is not fitting for what you're attempting to do. I thought the breakdowns were good, but it's missing so much low end and bite that would make those like actually hit hard yeah and it could be generally that i mean you're you're limited in budget right because you don't have the fucking budget i would assume right to fucking put out that huge sound shit's getting easier and cheaper now right but that's fine if you're fucking broke like us that's fine sure you know what i mean but that yeah that just that did not hit in any way yeah and also i got my share of this i've i've talked about it on previous episodes, but the, the early to mid aughts, um, mostly the, I guess the early aughts scene, there was a massive Midwestern scenes, a scene of bands that sounded exactly Mm. like that, exactly like that. And the thing is like, even though, even if you are genuinely trying to channel at the gates, it arrives way fucking closer to black Dahlia murder. Right. 
It, yeah. it sounds again. We've I I can't remember what band we said this about on a on a different episode, but it's like it's a copy of a copy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so far removed from that first wave of shit that like it doesn't actually evoke the spirit of that stuff. You, and that's not your fault. You came to the game fucking you know twenty five years too late. So right, you know that ain't on you. I get it, but. Nonetheless, because so many bands and ha- that have tried to emulate that style and failed since, it just doesn't evoke the original band. It evokes like the imitators. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I, di- I didn't dislike this per se, but I would say I feel like basically entirely ambivalent to it. You know yeah. what I mean? I wouldn't I wouldn't probably wouldn't stick around for a whole set. I'm skipping this if it comes on Spotify. Yeah, I'm maybe getting like three quarters of the way through the song because that's the other thing man the song lengths like i don't know dude like this song felt longer than three minutes yeah if you're gonna write three minutes you got to write some interesting ass riffs right. and you better like keep it fucking going yeah for sure so and i'm skipping this I'm, I'm skipping this one minute in yeah yeah for sure here's the other thing roses generally don't bloom in the spring you know my job requires me to be a bit of a botanist <laughs> that's true um nate's a biologist use a, so. use a more apt plant uh-huh. yeah tulips okay Right, doesn't have the same ring to it. Metalcore yeah. bands love rose imagery. Yeah, I know. They it's just love dumb. it, dude. It, right. is, it is real fucking dumb. Um, but yeah, I didn't hate it, but I got you know, I didn't love it either. And I, but I will say this though, I don't think that reflects upon the band at all. I think for what this is going for, it lands squarely at what it intends to do. You know what I mean? Like if this is the brand of metalcore that is your fucking bag. This is well executed. This is just not my shit. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's maybe the band's first thing, too. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. keep fucking plugging away, guys. Sure. But um, for now, nah. Yeah, not my shit. Um, here's, here's, here's an interesting trivia bit. Uh-huh. You mentioned Black Dahlia Murder. I've seen that band at least 15 times. Uh-huh. You know how many times I've gone to see Black Dahlia Murder? Zero times. Zero times. <laughs> but I can't fucking escape that band there was like a 10-year window where every fucking metal show i went to in the midwest had that fucking band on it yeah and i could not escape it <laughs> i think you've told me that before yeah. yeah um let's uh let's roll the dice and see what we got up next four okay so we have got Low End from Milwaukee with their release Summer Blues. Uh, Bandcamp is lowendmke.bandcamp.com. Um, looks like they have one EP from last year, and then this one came out uh, just in August of this year, so super recent release. Um, yeah, like I said, I've seen their name on a bunch of flyers, uh, but I have absolutely no idea what they sound like. I'm going to tell you this. We better watch ourselves. Why? I'm looking at the uh, T-shirts they're modeling and stuff. Whoever the model is, if he's in the band, he's got vascular forearms oh, well, and uh, firm pecs. What, can can I see what you're looking at right now? Is this on their homepage? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's a strong fucking boy. Uh, so maybe we want to watch our fucking lips <laughs> with this. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, what uh, what song do we want to listen to? There we got. Two that clock in under two minutes and one that's just over two minutes. So congrats on that. Let's do Love uh, to see let's it. do the middle one by the throat. All right, by the throat. So we're gonna listen to by the throat by low end off of their EP Summer Blues. Sorry. 
right, we just heard the song By the Throat by the band Low End from Milwaukee off of their release Summer Blues. Um, so we talked about bulging pecs and vascular forearms. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what those boys delivered. <laughs> Straight beef. That was 100% beef injection from the boys in Low End. <laughs> it sure was. Uh, that was the beefy sound that uh, the last band should have been aiming for. Right, yeah. Right? Agreed. A little bit of the HM2 sort of sound on the guitars. Yeah, it was growly. Yeah, it sounded really good. This stuff, this is the kind of stuff now in previous episodes I've kind of shit on. Mm-hmm. Not exactly my thing, but this caught me a little more. There was some good fucking riffs there at the end. Yeah. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. If this came out in 1993, mm-hmm. right, this is metal. Yeah, that's true. This is not hardcore in any way. Right, but everybody I called... mean, I mean, you listen to like... So I was thinking, especially towards the end with the solo and stuff. Right. I mean, this is fucking Chaos AD Sepultura. Sure. Right? Yeah. You listen to fucking Chaos AD, that mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. and it's every bit as fucking hardcore as that. Right. But that's heavy metal. Yeah. But you got to think, too. Like, I mean, people, I, th- I think, I mean, historically, that's 100% accurate and true. Uh, but that entire mentality is reflected in the fact that when integrity came out everybody just was like oh they're a fucking metal right. band they're not a hardcore band right you know what i mean so and I, I would argue that that's i mean to now is still valid i mean they're hardcore in aesthetic they're hardcore in like their point of reference and their point of origin right but sonically i mean that's fucking heavy metal sure yeah and i mean this this is definitely metallic hardcore uh there's there's heavy uh not heavy metal influences but heavy metal influences the gallop riff in the middle of the song yeah was, that was dope that was super fucking dope um i'm i'm so glad they went with that instead of the fucking just you know bozo clown fucking yeah like let's 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 do the fucking clown rodeo at the fucking hardcore show with our with our breakdown like, beat down the like the play either like the played played out breakdown or like the played out two-step part yeah going to the gallop there was a a very classy move and i think uh i think Definitely reveals that the songwriting on this is a, a little bit uh, is a cut above. Um, as Nate said, uh, I have more affection for this kind of stuff than he does, but it still misses me a lot of the time just because, you know, um, I don't know. This just isn't my shit. There are a few standout bands in this genre that I really enjoy. Hey, did you? I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Do we know anybody in this band? Because we know a few people from Milwaukee. Not to my knowledge. Lenny did the artwork. Oh, did he really? Pretty sure. Uh, oh yeah, you did. That's cool. Fuck yeah. Um, actually, the snowstorm that's shown on the front cover of this looks much like the snowstorm that I experienced in uh, 2014 when I passed through Milwaukee on my way out to Olympia, and it was a horrific time. It's much like the snowstorm that I was walking through, leading the car with Brandon driving like a donkey down a mountain when uh, our when yes when one of our band's parasitic twins was on our way home from South Bend, Indiana, and we anyway, you literally had to guide the car through the snow. That was fun. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I really, like I said, a lot of bands in this lane of hardcore kind of miss me, um, but this was really good. Uh, immediately, the production was like, okay, cool, that's on point. The riffs, on point. The song the song length, fucking on point. So many bands that fall into this think that they have way more to fucking say musically than they do. All the ideas that you need to put forth in this genre can be fit into a two-minute time period, and you guys are aware of that, and I thank you immensely for it. This did not need to be any longer than a minute and 49 seconds long, and that is fucking sick. 
if there are anybody, if there's anybody in any type of hardcore band listening to this episode right now, and you're thinking about writing three-minute-long songs, don't listen to that. That's a band who exists in a subgenre of hardcore that often writes three, three and a half minute long songs, and they did it all better than most bands in that genre in a minute and 49 seconds. So take a fucking cue from that. You don't need to write longer songs. Like, they had, well, there was probably four separate, like four distinct parts in that song. Hit your notes, hit them hard, get the fuck out. Exactly. Don't dwell on shit. I don't, also don't think they repeated any riffs in that. I think they had the opening part, they had that gallop part, they had breakdown with a solo over it and then a separate like breakdown part at the end Mm. four different parts nothing repeated get in get out do what you need to do plus again for a a man like me who has asthma and is getting up there in age um a minute and 49 is short enough time that uh if i want to go off for this i can without seriously injuring myself so yeah i think this is really cool i can see uh I can see why they're getting put on so many shows because this is definitely a cut above. I would uh, I would very much like to see this live. If this uh, if this comes across live as as well as it does on recording, um, I would I, I'll, I'll be very pleased. If uh, if y'all want to play my house, get at me. I would love love to book this shit. So, yeah, big ups to Lowen. This rules. Uh, I'd be interested to see if they were in other bands before this because this does definitely does not sound like the first effort of a group of of folks. You know. Yeah. Um, Let's uh let's roll the dice and see what we got up next. Like I said, big shout out to Lowen. That shit rolled. Seven. Did we get seven already? I don't I don't think we did. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, we didn't. Okay. This is uh Bad Looks. Um the bandcamp is these are bad looks.bandcamp.com. Tell you what, I really like the art. The art is really cool. It's like a melting demon with a gold tooth. Um, yeah, there's a lot. So, yeah, there's like this trend in like a certain swath of punk and hardcore with like shitty line drawn, like cartoony looking things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not shittily drawn. No, this is saying. well done. Yeah. But like, you know, like you think about all the stuff that comes out on like Lumpy Records mm-hmm. and the Lumpy and the Dumpers art and like right. a lot of a lot of like bands are sort of like aping that general aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, this is a much more masterfully executed version of that. Um, let's see, how many songs are on this? Three songs. Ooh, two of these are incredibly long. In, in stark juxtaposition to what we were just talking about, the first song on this is five minutes long, the last one is three and a half, and the middle one is a minute and a half. Yeah. Now, this leaves us in a conundrum because the fir- the middle song that's only a minute and 26 seconds long, it feels like... That wouldn't be an accurate representation of the rest of the 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 songs, right? Like I don't think it would be either. I think that so we've got a minute a song that's almost five minutes at the beginning, Pink uh-huh. Noise. Pink Pink Noir, pardon me. Yeah. Uh, we've got a minute twenty six, track two, which mm-hmm. is less, and then we've got Broken Ape, which is three twenty four. Uh, I say we go with Broken Ape. It's right down the middle. Yeah. Um, 324 is XXX. That's the Straight Edge Festivus, March 24th. That's true. I don't true. give a shit what anybody else says Straight Edge Festivus is. It's March 24th. <laughs> How the fuck could you miss that? <laughs> you, How could you fuck that up? Yeah. Isn't Straight Edge Festivus like a thing? Well, it's they, it's Edge Day because it's the the anniversary of the last 10-yard uh, fight show. Who I gives believe. a shit about 10-yard fight? I Those mean, guys are in fucking gutters now. <laughs> They're not Christ gut- almighty. <laughs> right? They're not in gutters now. I... I swear to God, I saw a story on Vice 
about how one of them is just always itching his fucking meth sores and living in a fucking gutter. <laughs> that could be, but I, I can't confirm or deny right? that. <laughs> so what is what is more important? An ephemeral fucking, an ephemeral, easily forgotten band like Ten Yard Fight. Uh-huh. Right? You can say whatever you want. They were like fucking third or fourth generation. Who gives a shit? I'm going to cape up for Ten Yard Fight. I fucking love that band. I have some Ten Yard Fight albums. I'm just saying. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Right. Okay, right? fair enough. Or you could go with an actual day on the Roman calendar that lines up with XXX. Yeah. You've you've maintained this for the entirety That's of the time that I've known I you. have called March 24th Straight Edge Festivus since like 1994. <laughs> right. Okay. It's yeah. March 24th. It's not whatever fucking day Ten Yard Fight decided to break edge. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I've never argued with you on that. I think that's fair. It makes yeah. a whole lot more sense. It makes a ton more sense. Who gives a shit about Ten Yard Fight? No one's even going to know who Ten Yard Fight is in 50 years, but people will always remember March 24th. <laughs> well, you'll certainly always remember March 24th. Right? Yeah. 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 So, anyway... Uh, so, Broken Ape. It's 324. It's Straight Edge Festivus. It's right down the middle. It's like the medium-length track on this album. <laughs> I'll, also, <laughs> I'll also note uh, what I was going to say before you launched into that diatribe, which I did thoroughly enjoy, is that Broken Ape is the song that is set to play by default. Yes, it is. So it must be the one they want you to hear. Exactly. So, all right, cool. So we're going to listen to Broken Ape by Bad Looks off of their self-titled EP.
All right, we just heard the song Broken Ape by the band Bad Looks off of their EP of the same name. Uh, it's their debut EP. They're from L.A. Nate, why don't you, uh, as always, go first on this one? Okay. When I was younger, I used to work on farms. Go ahead. Can I interject real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you begin your review of a band with an anecdote, it always means that you're about to shit on a band, and I... Really like that trope, but you go I've ahead. Ne- I've, I've never done it to like talk about how much I like something. No, if you like something, you'd be like, fuck yeah, that's real good. Okay. And there might be an anecdote in there, but if you start on a gather around the, <laughs> gather around the rocket chair and listen to Uncle Nate tell the story, yeah. that means you're about to shit on a band. But please, go, go on. I'm sorry. I just really <laughs> needed to interject while that was still in my brain. Right. So when I was younger, you know, I worked on farms. Mm-hmm. I worked on a farm sanctuary for a while. Um, and, uh, there's a sound when a cow was about to take a shit. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody in the listening audience has heard this. I don't know how many people we have who are familiar with, um, being around cows. I mean, in close proximity, I'm not talking about like looking at them in a field. I mean, like being in the same goddamn room as a cow, uh-huh. right? But I'm going to see if I can approximate this sound. Okay, well, just please don't get too up on the mic when right. you do it, because it's a sensitive microphone. Well, this is a, this is a, I can only do this if I do it quietly. Oh, okay. So, there's a sound that just before, when a cow's going to take a shit, its asshole opens up. <laughs> and it kind of goes, it goes like, and you hear like its asshole suck open as it opens up. And then, the diarrhea flops out. <laughs> Is it always diarrhea? Cows always have diarrhea. Have you ever seen solid cow turds? Oh, and I guess not. They're always, and it just sounds like like wet bags of fucking mud hitting the ground. Uh-huh. Right? Just plap, plap. It's like literally clapping. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. So you hear, you hear the as the asshole opens up, and then you hear the diarrhea fall out. I'd rather hear that sound than what we just heard. Yeah. Um... I hated everything about that. That was as far. Now I don't know anything about these guys. These guys obviously know how to play their fucking instruments. Sure. They have obviously been around the fucking bend a few times. Yeah, like these guys obviously are musicians mm-hmm. and are definitely going for a sound. It seems like they struck it because this was highly produced mm-hmm. and this was like a fully put together composed song. Right, way too fucking long mm-hmm. for what it was. Uh, way too produced for my taste. Yep. And this was the kind of shit that, like, this was fucking, this was fucking dad punk. Right. It still is dad punk, let's be this, frank. Yeah, this is dad punk. This right. is, this is like bearded dads fucking going out to, 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 to like, taste the new craft beer that's at their bar, mm-hmm. and they're going to watch bad looks play, and they're going to fucking think it's dope. They've got somehow somehow the punk rock dad has lost his way, and now he's wearing uh, embroidered jeans. There's like an embroidered rock and roll jean thing going on, right? Uh-huh. He's adopted a bit more, shall we say, business casual look to right. his punk rock sure. attire. Uh, it is now indeed um, fully a costume that is. It isn't. There's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if this is your first episode, uh, we we record in a basement, so there's occasional walking above us. But it is now indeed fully a costume that is put on and realized at certain times, like when 
old stinky brew house, you know, like like is putting out their new craft <laughs> beer. Right. Yeah. They're gonna make sure that uh, the beard is trimmed just right, mm-hmm. the hair is parted just right. They're gonna put on their fucking, you know, they're gonna put on their very fresh, brand new bad looks T-shirts. Mm-hmm. They're gonna put on their embroidered jeans, and right. they're, and they're gonna go down to the bar and have themselves a nice creamy lager. And watch the punk rock band play. Yeah. This is the fucking worst. Yeah. I've said that about some shit. Sure. Right? There's nothing... Like, this is horrible. Like... Yeah. Lyrically, from a standpoint, fine. I mean, you're hitting metaphors and shit in the lyric. You know, it's it's fine. It's about how self-destructive and violent and horrible humans are. Right. Right. Okay, cool. But sonically, this is the fucking worst. This is... This is basically the, the, the tooting of the Pied Piper for the false. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right? For the false and for, like, the cosplayers. Sure. Right? The, 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 the returning dads. Right. Um, so <clears throat> I thought for a moment I was going to preface my, my statement about this with, like, I mean, I knew that you were going to hate this, right? Um, but... I was going to say, hey, you know, Nate's gotten the reputation as kind of being the villain on this, and I go a little bit easier on most stuff. Um, I'm more open to things. And I really, really, really detest this, and I uh, have no intentions of uh, softening those blows in any way. So I was going to say, hey, maybe I I get to fulfill, uh, or maybe I get to fill your role for once, and, and it'll take a little heat off of you. Um, but then you went ahead and opened up your description of this band <laughs> by comparing it unfavorably to the sound of a cow shitting out diarrhea. Right. The only kind of shit cows produce is diarrhea. Yeah. And I would rather hear their assholes gape just before they shit diarrhea <laughs> yeah. than listen to that. Right. So you upstaged me. You upstaged me. No matter how, no matter how much I express that I hate this, I will not do it with the same eloquence, uh, and use of analogy as you just employed. So I'm kind of, so you're, congrats. You retained your role. You you kept the fucking title belt. I came for it and you fucking, you're still the champion. I was so hoping based in the artwork. Now the gold tooth should have been a throw off for me. Sure, maybe. I mean, come on. Right. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Okay, Reverend Horton Heat. I guess it's <laughs> fucking martini time. Right? I used to fuck, you know, like what the fuck? Yeah. But, like, I was really hoping for some weirdo shit. I Me was too. really hoping for some fucking jangly, obtuse fucking weirdo shit. The kind of shit that is, like, too punk for most punks. Right. Right? Because it's, 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 it, you can't pigeonhole it into a certain class. You can't pigeonhole it into a dress code. Right. Right, that's what I was hoping for, because that honestly, like, is some of my favorite shit going right now. Mine as well, and it always has been. Yeah, but like, this is just awful. This is fucking, this is fucking sweaty hot dog dad rock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yo, I mean, this is straight up dad rock for fucking real. Like, I'm not just saying this as a disparaging comment. I think that maybe what you said, Nate, could come off as being like hyperbole for the sake of the bit no this is exactly the type of shit that bearded ipa dad weekend warriors who dig out their fucking battle vest from the closet go listen to at the bar that's entirely accurate there's 
as much as, as much as we might be going in on it um, with a little added flair for the sake of humor, all of that is 100% applicable in real life. There's nobody else that's listening to this shit. No one else. This is the kind of shit, too, where, like, dad finally fucking gets his wheels back under him because, like, maybe, yeah, kids require, larval human beings require almost constant care. Right. I'm not shitting on you if you go take care of your family. You ought to if you're going to have a family. Right. Right? If you're not taking care of your family Mm -hmm. to go, like, to a hardcore show but you have a family, you're a fucking shit. Yeah, for sure. Right? Don't bring your kids to the hardcore show for for fuck's sake. No, don't do that. (laughs) Right. Because if you really want to hear it, you show up with some kids and some fucking head, like some noise cancelers. Uh-huh. They do not belong at the fucking show. <laughs> right. That get them the fuck out. Uh-huh. Go home. Wait until they're gone, like either dead or moved away. <laughs> right. And then come back. But if you do come back, do not come back like this. Uh-huh. This is for fucking dudes that are gonna like. They threw out all their fucking old hardcore shirts, and I know you hawk shit online and stuff like that. I don't sell hardcore shirts. But they're going to, like, fucking pay 60 bucks for, like, an unbroken shirt from, like, the Burning Fight Fest or something like that, and they're going to front that. If you do that, you are a poser. If you fucking pay that kind of money just to come out and rock a fucking look, fuck you. I don't have nearly the strong feelings that, that Nate has about that. Because uh, you're showing up, you got rid of your shit, meaning that you were done. In this instance, if somebody, if, yes, if somebody's paying in order to re, to reattain some false sense of clout, then yeah, that's poser shit. If somebody just has a collect, we pay, we pay stupid amounts of money for fucking records. Yeah, but I listen to them. Yeah, but I wear not, shirts. Yeah, but I'm not worried about, like, I'm not going to fucking pay $60. Number one, I can't fucking find shirts that old that fit me. Right, sure. And if I did, I sure as hell, like, am I going to pay 120 bucks for a Chain of Strength shirt from right. fucking 1989? No, because I'd be afraid of taking it to a show. And the only reason I'd take it to a show is to prance around like a fucking <laughs> peacock. Oh, look at my OG Chain of Strength shirt. Oh, don't get it dirty. No, no, no. <laughs> Get the fuck out! I wear, I wear. So the vintage shirts that I get, I wear, and I don't, uh, I don't take care of them at all because I don't care about them. I think a shirt is meant to be worn. Um, also, I have a policy where I don't pay an absurd amount of money for shirts. I'll do trades for shirts. I'll thrift shirts. I'll take hand-me-down shirts. On principle, I don't pay a lot of money. Good, you're for off shirts. the hook. But um, and I don't really sell hardcore shirts either. At, at, for the record, I, I flip like vintage Tommy and Polo and shit. I pretty much hoard any sort of. Hardcore related uh, detritus that I have accrued over my life dedicated to this incredibly niche interest. But to get back on the subject of how fucking bad this band is, um, because yes, we have talked for a while about how much we hate this band, but in our defense, uh, we've talked mostly about the shit that we hate that's associated with this kind of music and not actually why this band is so bad. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I said. The reason that this band sounds so bad is because it sounds like fucking diarrhea. Right. It's which... overproduced. It's way too fucking flashy. Mm-hmm. The fucking... I, I, one thing I have always hated, and, and it's, it's... When do you think this trend sort of came around of singing and yelling in the same song? Dude, I don't know, but I fucking hate it. Dude, right. wait, so when the clean vocals came in on this, when old dude was like, ah! Yeah. I quite literally went, oh. I know. Like, I was crestfallen. Right. I mean, as soon as it started, I knew I wasn't going to like it. Yeah. But, like, when that happened, I was like, 
holy fuck. I mean, I was vocally stating how much I dislike this throughout the entire course of, of listening to it. And, right. and that's really, really rare for me. It, I mean, it is. You know what I mean? Like, unless unless it's something, unless it's some fucking awful pop country or something, it's rare that I'm, like, vocally expressing disdain for the entire length of a song. But, like, every time I thought it couldn't get worse, there just something came in that was so jarring, so deeply upsetting to my sensibilities that I couldn't really believe it. I mean, this is just, it's not like, in the strictest sense, it's its not punk and hardcore. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's informed by punk and hardcore, but like, it's something else. It's, it arrived somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, this is pulling from shit like, every time I die, and like, this whole wave of bands that kind of rode up on the coattails of late 90s, early 2000s hardcore and brought it into a, ma- a more mainstream space and did things like started playing Warp Tour and getting played on MTV and shit. Yeah. Shit that it falls squarely in poser land. Yeah. Straight up. False. And it Fully false. Like, and sometimes members of those bands are like, you know, are fucking hardcore dudes with bona fides and they just wanted to make some money. Sure. Sure. More power to you. Whatever. I don't fucking care. Grade did that. You know, Grade made that that trans transition from shitty metalcore to being like, okay, we're going to play something more accessible. We're going right. to get our, mo- our moment, uh, 15 minutes of fame on MTV, make a little bit of, of money. I'm, I'm like a career musician, heavy quotes in the sense that I've been doing almost solely this for a long time. And like, I'd, I'd probably take a fill in gig in a shitty band. If it made me some fucking money for a summer, I get it. But yo, maybe this band needs a fucking fill in. Yeah. Well, they ain't going to ask me after this. So, <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Like the best thing I can say about this is like the more rocked out parts, the closest it came to being even similar to something I like is like, I don't know, maybe like turbo Negro, you know, like, but fuck man, that's the kindest thing I can say about this. The best thing I can say about this is I never have to listen to it again. I was about to Next say fucking band. The best thing I could say about this is that there is a fucking pause button and I never have to hit play again. Exactly. So sorry, bad looks, but uh sending this to us was a bad look. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we got time for like uh, one more band, I would say. Eight. Eight, okay. <clears throat> Let's see what we got here. Whatever it is, it's not bad looks, so I'm gonna be happy. Uh, eight was, no, eight was bad looks, I believe. God damn it! Yeah. God damn it! We gotta listen to it again. <laughs> no, no, we do not. I can also just pick something. Yeah, just pick something. Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. We we that's that's twice. I think I just rolled another one that we've listened to. So, so I haven't. I know you've already listened to it, but I haven't listened to this Judy and the Jerks shit. Okay. And considering how much I fucking hated, both of us hated that last band. It'd be nice to go out on a high note. You might hate it. I highly doubt I'm going to hate this. Is this music for donuts? Uh, yeah, music for donuts. Okay. Um, if you like it, what are the chances that I'm not going to? You know what Here's I mean? Here's the thing. Judy and the Jerks, the 7-inch, the, 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 the artwork is cut out pictures of the band members, right? right? The singer, she's having a fucking blast, right? It's like mid-show, she's got a, a stupid fucking look on her face, like a goofy fucking gleeful look on her face. Right. You can tell that she's, like, this is, like, genuine sort of just, you happen to catch the right expression on someone's face. Right. Right? The the the, 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 the artwork is basically, like, low effort, mm-hmm. which I like. Mm-hmm. Right? 
And uh, the name of the EP is Music for Donuts. Right. <laughs> What's not to like about that? Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. This, this seems exactly like the kind of stuff that evokes great joy in me, that lands precisely in the sweet spot of shit that I like. And I've already had a, a fucking, I've already had a moody day with all these stupid motherfuckers posting pictures of their new iPhone 11, fucking buying into the snake oil once again, you fucking mm. morons. Wonder what happens to your iPhone 10. Why don't you look, why don't you ask the poor kids in third world countries that are burning the circuit boards for the valuable precious metals? Oh, Jesus Christ. Buy a used phone. There's millions of them. You, you fucking morons. Fucking Captain Planet villains. Oh, Jesus Christ. So... With the combination of that and bad looks, I'm just I'm having a time of it. I mean, mm. you can tell. I, I I said something about this earlier on the on the interwebs. It's like if you catch me in my Earth Crisis shirt with some fucking cargo pants on, that's my combat armor. Yeah. You know, I'm in my feelings about wanting to de- defend the Earth. And I, I was listening <laughs> to ecotage. I was listening to something on NPR earlier today while I was driving about, and they were talking about if the Yellowstone caldera were to blow. Mm-hmm. God, I hope I'm alive to see that happen because that is an extinction level event yeah. we're done for. I, I I pray. And then you can snap all the fucking pictures you want on your iPhones as you wink out into oblivion, <laughs> and this fucking planet becomes a cold, dead rock for like I don't know 300 million years until bacteria start to form, you know, multi-celled organisms again. Right. Right. And then- I want to see just like total fucking ground up primary succession i want to see that opportunity <laughs> right come i want to i want to see the black cloud descend on me <laughs> just before it overwhelms me and fries me to a cinder covering the planet in just basically a natural asphalt of fresh ash and then from those cinders perhaps perhaps something less loathsome than people shall arise in a few billion years and on that note Let's listen to music for donuts. Yeah. What song we want to hear? Uh, let's go with um, Butter, which is the first track. Okay, cool. So we're going to listen to Butter by Judy and the Jerks off of their record, Music for Donuts. And hopefully it's going to make us feel way better than we currently do.
All right, that was the song Butter by Judy and the Jerks off of their 7-inch Music for Donuts. And uh, thank God. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot more. I am all about shit that makes basically hardcore dudes. Like, when I say hardcore, I mean like the fucking... The hoodie and Met, the... F- yeah, mesh short hardcore. Yeah, me- yeah. When, the, anything that makes those dudes fucking leave the room, right? I am into. Same. And uh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. They're goofy. I don't know if you heard it, but they said like butter like 23 times yeah. at the beginning. Like, like, the, like, yeah, lyrics about butter. There's no lyrics there. Right. Right. I haven't read the lyrics of the 7-inch that I have, but I love... I love the the fresh wave of just weirdo shit that's coming out right now. Me too, man. Like so good, and and, and I'm all about it. You can you can say what you like. If it makes you want to leave the room, and uh, your primary articles of clothing are fucking, you know, hundred and twenty dollar kicks and mesh shorts and a fucking hoodie, I like it. Yep. Same. Yeah, man, I'm so I'm so glad that this is what we decided to close out on because it was uh, genuinely uplifting. Uh, like I said, this falls and does indeed fall right into the sweet spot of, of shit that I just fucking love that clicks for me every time. I, too, am extremely excited that there is a wave of this stuff going on right now. There's no shortage of bands in this vein. Um, and some people are shitty about that. Some people are pissed about it. Um, you know, some people maintain that many of the people playing this type of music are posers. Maybe. But they're putting out much better records than a lot of other posers yeah, I know. They, so. they sure as hell are. And not only that, but, like, it's fun. Right. It's fun. It sounded like I was listening to uh, Devo mm-hmm. and Circle Jerks at the same time. Exactly. I was going to point that out. So there's... I, I'm not going to launch into the absurd uh, fucking <laughs> explanation of the chain punk and egg punk dichotomy. Um but some things that aim to recreate that some some things that fall in this new wave of weirdo punk shit that's pulling from Devo and other new wave bands um, will fall either squarely into that sort of category or they'll fall more onto this stuff like um, gag where it's like um, super blown out production reverby cave cave punk hardcore stuff. Mm-hmm. This is an awesome mix between the two because mm-hmm. it had a fast part that was like firmly rooted in traditional U.S. hardcore. Mm-hmm. And then the verse part was like super boppy, jangly Devo stuff. Right. But it worked super, super well together. And so seeing both of those elements being melded effectively was fucking awesome because if there are two things I fucking love, it's early U.S. hardcore and weirdo new wave shit. So. Right. Uh, if you can pull off making those two worlds work together, I'm fucking psyched on that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, thank God this is the last thing that we heard today. Yeah. Um, because if we'd gone out on bad looks, I don't know if I would have. I don't know if I had would have had the juice. I think I would have had to fucking break out old Bessie and go all straight edge revenge on the uh, fellas down at the local craft brew salon. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Right. Get my busting sledge and get to work. <laughs> um, so now that we have uh, now that we have Patreon subscribers, one of the tiers, uh, the first tier, promises that we shout them out. Okay. So I got to shout out Patreon. Well, I subscribers. think we should shout them all out, right? Not just the first tier. No, no, no I'm saying I'm. There's sa- only twelve of them. Right. Well, uh, I think there are more now. I think there are like thirteen. Okay. Um, but fourteen. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like if we somehow 
pulled the wool over your eyes and tricked you into giving us money, God bless you. Um, you know, we've only been doing this podcast a little over a month now. Launched the Patreon with just the goal of getting better recording equipment so that we can increase the quality of this because that's always, a, that's always a, a solid goal to shoot for. And yeah, we're already up to like 14 uh, patrons. So genuine thanks to everybody who's done that. Um, we've got Ben Whitlinger, David Stewart, Eddie Krankowski, Eric Curry, James Holm, who we don't really need a shout out because he's our real life friend, but nonetheless, Jim from Lima, also also the fucking homie. Probably one of the realest dudes I know. Straight up, straight up. Um, John Lodispoto, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but uh, who gives a shit? John Owen, Kyle Durham, Matthew, I don't know if that's Usha, U-S-S-I-A, uh, Skylar Sarkis, my homie, Tim Neff, who I've known for a very long time. Tim Neff actually told a, a, uh, a funny story. He used to play in a, a Christian metalcore band okay. called the White Scarf Scandal. Okay. And he told me recently a very funny story about how in the mid-aughts they hit you up for a, a show at the house. And you told them to get fucked. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> so you can absolutely never play a show here. You've never even been to the house. Fuck you. And then they came out to the house and uh, had such a bad time that they never even asked. Again. Oh wow! Yeah. Is he busy over the whole Jesus thing? I guess. I think so. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for subscribing on Patreon. Yeah. Um, come by now. Maybe have a good time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Then we've got Tom Dean uh, Faff, P-F-A-F-F. Y'all need to get some simpler last names, or this I'm going to keep butchering these pronunciations. Um, and then we got Zach Hammett. Zach Hammett, you're a fucking real one, because not only do you subscribe at the top tier of the Patreon, but you buy so many fucking shirts from me that I paid my rent last month. Zach, you're not one of those posers that pays too much for hardcore shirts. I didn't mean that. You're a good guy. <laughs> Zach is in, is legitimately a good guy. This this that dude is a patron of the arts, in in a very real way. Like, I, yeah, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking fondle fondle your sack just because you're a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> right. Right. I'll uh-huh. say thank you very much. Sure. But if I think you're doing some something stupid, I'll, I'll let you know. I would like to think that anybody who ha- is donating money to this is already very aware of the spirit of the podcast. Right. You know what I mean? I, so, I, I just don't want to come off as like cloying and be like, oh, thank you. Oh, for no. It. no, no. You know, if you are paying too much for fucking hardcore shirts, fucking rethink it, Zach. Right. Like, what the fuck? You could actually be buying records instead of shirts? Well, maybe he just has a shit ton of money and can buy both. Yeah. Also, he th- one of the yeah, shirts... you know what? Fucking be a fucking philanthropist. <laughs> if you got that much money. For Christ's sake, yeah. <laughs> well, he is being a philanthropist. I guess. Paid my rent last month. Okay. You know what I mean? Like with his with his purchases. So okay. That's philanthropy, baby. I am the I'm the I'm the working poor. I guess it's philanthropy in the same extent that like, you know, me buying a Red Bull from the convenience store is philanthropy because I'm <laughs> right. you know, providing goods for uh-huh. money for something. Commerce as philanthropy. Right. Um so yeah, so Obviously, like I said, if you subscribe to the Patreon, genuinely, thanks a ton. That's fucking dope. Um, and thanks to everybody who doesn't give us money and just listens. That's fucking yeah, rad. Keep doing fun. it. Um, keep spreading word. Uh, you know, everything with punk and hardcore is predominantly via word of mouth. So tell your homies about this um, if you dig it. Tell your homies about it if you don't dig it. I hope that we have a few hate listeners. If so, um, cool. you know, step to us, bitch. Doubt it. I fucking doubt it. Um, 
also, now that we do have a Patreon, we're also doing Patreon-exclusive content. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can go to patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Um, our first, uh, Patreon exclusive episode, we're going to record here shortly and that should be going up around the same time that our next episode goes up. Um, so yeah, if you, if you subscribe at the $5 tier or more, um, you get access to extra episodes where we do other shit than this, but we still talk about punk and hardcore. Then if you subscribe at the $10 tier, we're going to actually make like physical copies of a mixtape, like kind of a compilation style mixtape, uh, that will go out presently undisclosed amount of time a year, two, two to three times a year, maybe quarterly, depends on how many subscribers we get and shit and how work intensive it is. But yeah, again, thanks to everybody who's listening, uh, tune in next week and, uh, Stop making such fucking bad music. If you're making good music, keep it up. Makes us happy.